0: what do you do when it just doesn't work out when you took your turn at plate you gave it your best shot and you just didn't hit the mark maybe it's because you tried for something that ultimately didn't make you happy maybe it, you gave it your best shot and did everything you could but it didn't bring in the revenue you needed but for so many people listening to this show you're tuning in to avoid this moment the moment when you have to turn it down, shut it down and walk away. And if that moment ever comes, you're gonna wanna know how to do it with grace, class and personal acceptance. And I can't think of a better way to show you how to do it than with this listener letter because she delivers a master class in leaving a business and shutting it down with grace. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'm Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and leadership coach. You can always find me over at choosetohaveitall.com where I work with business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs, helping them make the decisions that move the needle in their business. And today we have a listener letter that I cannot respect anymore i am so proud of this listener for the work that she's done for the self-reflection she's taken and i'm really grateful that she's taken the time and given us the ability and me the ability to share it with you on the show so that you can all learn from her experience now this story begins several episodes back If you go back into June of 2018, episode number 150, how to respond to well-meaning criticism, the story starts there. Our listener had written in and talked to me about the advice that she was getting from friends and family about her business as she was trying to set it up. And she was trying to tune in the good advice from the bad advice and find her way. And I gave her some directions around setting boundaries and having hard conversations with people she heard on a recent episode of my show that I was asking for people to write in with their follow-up stories she took me up on it and while it doesn't go where I thought I was going to go I think it goes to a place that we can all learn from so I'm going to read her letter and then I'll find you on the other side with some of my thoughts and reactions and then invite you to share some of yours I've been listening to the podcast daily and still keeping an eye on the Facebook group, but admittedly haven't been engaging. I laugh every time I hear you say on the podcast that you'd love to hear back from people. And then I say to myself, I have to write and let you know what's been going on in my world as of late. And I've put it off for long enough. So here goes. A few months back when I asked about boundaries, you nailed the response and it really helped me think more clearly through a lot of things. I read that book you recommended too the one thing. Actually, I listened to it because I recently found out How much faster I absorbed the content through audiobook, another suggestion I heard from your podcast. Anyway, the book and your advice was pretty much what helped me get out of a period of burnout I was experiencing but didn't realize until much later. The burnout feelings were surrounding my creation of the massage brick and mortar I had been working towards. I was basically going to anyone and everyone that would listen and talking about what business name ideas I had, brand ideas, service menu ideas, location, blah, 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 blah. I felt like I was too new to business ownership to miss out on any of their feedback, but once I started, it wouldn't stop, and it definitely became a go-to subject for a lot of my massage therapy clients and friends. I felt like I was inundated with more questions than I could even process, when the reality of it was that I hadn't gotten crystal clear within myself. So I took your podcast response to heart because it totally made sense, and I instantly knew I could politely lay down some boundaries with the peanut gallery about business talk. But I also recognized I was absorbing feedback and content from other sources too. So I stopped listening to some of the woo-woo podcasts and stopped looking at social media so much. I was all very much a way to procrastinate. I took a few weeks off from thinking about it all and talking about it all, and I just focused on walking more and stretching more and basically taking care of my physical self-care duties while I was working full-time at a massage franchise and when I came back to it, I literally sat down and started writing about all of the things I wanted my business to be. I hand wrote some and typed some and basically left the outlines and organization for later and it totally helped with everything then I cut and pasted all of that into a business plan software application I had invested in and felt even better. Also in August, I bought myself a Rad Traveler trailer and moved myself to the adorable town here in Southeast Florida that I had fallen in love with. I started dating a guy and I was working on the logistics of where I'd open the studio. I was full of confidence and felt ready, filled to the brim with all the woo I could handle and felt so proud that I was finally going to pull the trigger and pull out all of my education and experiences together and go out on my own. I had five years of massage therapy experience and seven years of administrative health care experience specifically project coordination and process improvement and damn it i just wasn't willing to work for any more franchises spas or independently owned practices i was so sick of it so sick of getting paid pennies on the dollar for doing the physical labor and educating patients and balancing my private client requests and feeling like I was also a mental health therapist to most of my clients. So all of that said, I knew I didn't have much money and savings as I'd like to have, but it was either now or never. I'd set myself up in one of the salon suites in a great part of town and utilized the free two-month move-in special to take time painting and pimping the studio, uh, primping the studio, <laughs> sorry about that, but that was funny, primping the studio while I was also trying to get settled in, into my tiny new home and date the guy it was stressful. What happened was interesting. I got my studio so, so perfect. I'd begun the marketing and done really great with Facebook ads. Not great with the in-person marketing, but I knew that was a weakness and I did my best to push myself through the uncomfortable and gain confidence through doing it. Good grief. I underestimated how much marketing would cost and my savings was wiped out so quickly, but I kept, I was keeping the faith and knew my skills were so great. So long as I could just get one or two of the clients. Well, I didn't get any any new clients, and I was becoming overwhelmed in the romantic relationship too, just feeling like something wasn't right. I was at the point where I was gonna have to sit myself down and ask myself what I was willing to do to get the ball rolling. And in the course of about 10 minutes, I realized that I could ask a supportive family member for a business loan, or I could get a part-time job elsewhere and just keep at it. But I also knew the whole time I was designing the studio that I had my other work experience to fall back on, and I realized through a bunch of tears that I just didn't want it. I loved creating the business model, the brand, the service menu. I love the project management aspect of things. It gives me all the feels, but I didn't want to rub people for a living anymore, which was fine with me, actually, because the whole dream of opening my own business was driven by the fact that I knew I didn't want to rely on my body for income. Instead, I wanted to open a studio, work as much as I needed to in order to get other therapists to work alongside me, and I'd basically sublet the space and offer them administrative services too. Traditionally, massage therapists are overwhelmed with the scheduling, financial management, and other bull crap that comes with owning a business, so I thought I would start with my solo gig and just let it grow and eventually back out of the hands-on work. When I realized that the energy needed to create a business keeps the doors open and the manual labor of doing the massages, I was shocked by how quickly I said, nope, don't want it. Honestly, I did feel a little bit embarrassed that I hadn't thought about the physical work and the mental work I'd be doing. But it wasn't until I was actually in the thick of it did I truly realize the effort needed. And I'm no spring chicken anymore. My wrists and shoulders aren't what they were 10 years ago. Okay, so... I decided I'm going to trust my gut and close the brick and mortar and go back into the corporate world of healthcare. I definitely did not feel like I wanted to take out any loans or stick with it. I just knew that I'd gotten myself to the point that I was only going to, um, through the process myself. I also knew that I didn't want to walk away from the experience with any bitter feelings toward business ownership. I knew that I didn't work on the financial realities like I could have. I knew that I didn't want to create a business by myself and I knew I didn't want to burn myself out of anything That I wanted to explore later down the road lucky for me, the salon suite owner let me out of the lease agreement without paying for a single cent of rent yep. You read that, right? I was there for two months and she didn't even hold me to the 45 days notice. She just said she knew what it was like when, somebody, when sometimes you realize it's not the right season for things and wish me luck. So I moved out of my beloved space and I also moved my travel trailer onto a friend's property, knowing that it would be super stressful to have to have the RV resort rent to pay for on top of finding a new job and I've been applying for admin managerial jobs in the area for the past month and a half now. Nothing yet, but it's an awkward time of year with the holidays. I'm working towards a career not a job so I'm playing the resume game as much as possible making sure the keywords are in there but being as authentic as possible too it has been great timing for me to be unemployed though because in early November my younger half brother died and I've really needed the time to begin the grieving process and to be with my mom he was 23 and diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia about a year and a half earlier it has been a loss but I can honestly say that I find peace knowing he's not suffering any longer poor kid didn't have the easiest of lives. I lost my dad to skin cancer about 8 years ago and from that I'm more accepting of the grief process. So grieving the loss of my business, the loss of a romantic relationship and the loss of my brother. I'm spending a lot of time with my mom and just taking things day by day. Needless to say social media hasn't been my number one priority, but I do want to say that I'm loving the direction you're taking the Facebook group. I'm so grateful that you podcast daily too. I find so much I find so much value in daily questions and answers I find value in everything you've laid out for us since day one what I value the most are the basics you go through getting crystal clear on who I am how I want to move through the world and how I have the power of deciding what actions get me there it is simple but it's not all too simple for me because when I break down any given day in my world it's always a choice and I'm free to make and be reminded of that has just been everything. Even though I'm no longer in the entrepreneurial world, I listen to my everyday self because the woo-woo messaging is so dreamy and romantic and I love it. But hearing you lay down the law of you actually have to do the work too just outlines things so perfectly for me. It's what's helped me end a relationship that just didn't feel good. It has let me take breaks for being around family and to take care of myself. And it has let me say no to the business I thought I wanted more than anything and keeps me motivated to go after what I really, really feel excited for. I'm so happy you're having hard conversations on the podcast, and I freaking wish everyone would listen and feel the support and feel empowered. There are other things that you've helped me with too, but for crying out loud, this email is a long one already. At this point, I don't have any questions for you, but when I do, I'll reach out. For now, a lot of the podcasts you've done this year are on repeat for me because I do forget them from time to time, and it's so damn convenient to be able to hear things again at the touch of my iPhone. Anyways, keep it up and. They Thanks for letting me still follow along in my new capacity of leader and not solopreneur anymore. Oh my goodness, I am in love with this letter. I am in love with this letter for so many reasons. Because this is what it sounds like, my friends. This is what it is. Recognizing that we have to take action. We have to move through the world as somebody who's doing the thing we say we want, because sometimes that's the only way we're ever gonna realize we don't really want it, or it's not right for us, or it's right for us for. For a season or two, but it doesn't serve or fit the long-term version for how we want to move through the world and what we want our lives and businesses to look like. I think it's in such synchronous, you know, there's, there's something so just beautiful about the timing of this all for you, that you had time to grieve, that you got centered in yourself. And, you know, I would dare say here that you would never have come to this place of knowing you didn't want it if you hadn't given yourself permission to try it. And the fact that you were let go of your lease with grace, the fact that you have held such grace with yourself and such personal acceptance really serves for a model for all of us for how do we make the hard choices how do we say this is a dream we wanted but no it doesn't work for us i don't want my you know my days to be spent being mentally and physically taxed at the same time i thought it's what i wanted i thought i could handle it but in the long run this isn't how i want to move through the world i think you have made an incredibly brave choice in moving away from the massage studio And I think that what you have learned through this process is absolutely going to set you up for success going forward. You have the healthcare corporate piece and you can pursue that to your heart's content. You can also see like all of the skills and all of the thoughts and ideas you had about what it takes to really effectively manage a spa in a salon. Perhaps there's spa management, you know, in your future, perhaps something like the Salon Suite Studio that you rented from, perhaps that's a company that needs more Salon Suite owners and more people helping them figure out the times. A lot of those times I know know that you know those businesses um you know, they hire uh, contractors, right? So you're your own business within their, their, their building per se. But like, there's so much opportunity in that industry if you want it to, to consult with people, to use your experience for like one-off consulting, to get a job in spa management, or you get to look this, you know, at this as something that you tried and it worked for a little while, it made you happy, you enjoyed doing the massage, but now you've moved on and you have new dreams And you can put that experience of organizing a project, seeing what fit on paper, but then that what doesn't work in reality, and you can use it in your corporate career. What I really especially appreciate in your letter is how you made something that seems so scary and so impossible to some of our listeners seem not so bad. Because the reality is, is that for a variety of reasons, businesses are going to fail, for a variety of reasons, we as business owners are going to shut something down, we're going to pivot, we're going to close off, we're going to move along, we're going to change directions. And people typically hire me at that point because they're so scared of what's going to come next and they don't see what their options are and they feel totally, completely painted into a corner either because they've gone and been all public about their goals and now everyone's going to know it didn't work out or because they feel hell to con tracks like you had with your lease, there's so many reasons we can ignore our gut. And here you listen to your gut. You listen to your gut the first time you reached out to me. It was like, I think I'm getting too much advice from too many people. I can't really sort this out. I need some help. And then you listen to your gut again when you were doing all the things and you had the brick and mortar and you're like, really? This is supposed to feel different. This doesn't feel good. This doesn't actually feel like I'm heading in a direction that I want to be. And the peace and the grace and the self-acceptance you've given yourself and recognizing that yeah, job hunting during the holidays isn't the best time, isn't going to be the easiest time, but you've perceived the opportunity to make it the perfect time for you. There's so much more action you have taken in your life and in your career path since you've closed your business. You didn't just take action from listening to the show and building it. I can hear in your words the actions you've taken and the lessons you've learned from the show and how you've moved through the world after and I'm so proud of you and I'm so privileged and honored to have a part and a role in your journey and you have you know worked so hard to come with the right answer and the best thing I can tell you right now is that you know One of the things I always tell people at the end of relationships is that you can't, you know, you can't go into your next relationship until you're ready to have your heart broken again because there's no guarantee that your next first kiss is going to be your last first kiss. That you don't have the plan, you just need to know what's next. And that, and I think you will know that and learn that from reading the one thing. And for you, the best thing I could give you advice on here is when you're looking at your next job to not put it at the this is my forever job because if I had done that sweetie I have to tell you I had three forever jobs when I was working social work and doing you know residential management with adolescent teens I thought that was going to be my full-time job and I was going to be a lifer doing it forever and then when I owned my private practice there wasn't a bone in my body that thought I would ever close that business and now even in this online business, I can see so many different ways that it's already shifted and taken shape in two years that I can't tell you where this thing is going to be or how it's going to look or what the shape of it's going to be five years from now. I just need to focus on what's next. And what I love so much about what you're doing is I can see that you're doing that and how you're moving through the world is you're focusing on what's next. So when the job opportunities start to find you and you start to interview, I would, encourage encourage you not to put the pressure on yourself for this to be your final answer, that whatever your next job is, is your last job. It's simply what's next to get you closer to the life you want to be and the career path you want to be running, and who knows what's going to happen for that. And I'm not saying that means you pick a temporary job. I'm not saying you take it any less seriously, but I do think sometimes after a couple of setbacks, after a couple of knockdowns and get back ups, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to have the final answer when, in fact, we can just say, this is what's working for me now, and as soon as it stops working, I'll reevaluate. It takes the pressure off to have that forever final answer, and hopefully that helps you give some your, you permission to keep going as you've been going, because I'm so blown away by this letter and by the self-compassion you've shown yourself and the self-acceptance and the grace that you've carried yourself with through this entire process. I'm so sorry that you're handling such a pile of loss, but I really thank you for the model you're setting for my listeners on the show with your vulnerability, your transparency, and your willingness to be incredibly real about something that typically hides behind closed doors. I really I couldn't be more privileged, more grateful or more honored. And I just I want you to know that I wholeheartedly heartedly respect you every single step of this path. And I know I'm not alone in saying that because I know that the listeners of this show are going to respond in spades. And I will pass on any notes I get. I'll let you know anything I hear. And I I just from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for letting me know how this show has helped and changed you. It's the best compliment I could possibly ask for. And I promise to keep doing right by you to keep putting out this shows so you can keep getting closer and closer to the life and the work that lights you up and gets closer to the way you want to spend your days thank you so so much for this i look forward to talking to you next time bye for now